Welcome to the Elite Life with Trisha and Kylie. This is where we'll teach you how to develop grit, give yourself grace, and succeed in real estate. So let's dive in. Hi, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Elite Life Podcast. I'm Trish, and always by my side is Miss Callie B. It's me. And today we're going to talk about the things we don't talk about. Are you finally giving me free license to take this filter off? <laughs> no. Oh, dang <laughs> it. God, y'all were about to get an education if that were to happen. Whoop, we're going to shut it down. <laughs> um, what I mean is we are all always sharing all the things we're doing and all the things we're accomplishing and all the goals we're crushing. But what about the things we don't do? What about the actions that we don't take? Okay. Okay. All right. Tell me more things. I'm, <laughs> I'm on board because there's a bunch of crap that I don't do. So tell me tell me how it's going to be okay if I don't do these things. Yeah. So I, as we all know, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Even more now that I moved, I have a significant amount of drive time in my day now. Um, and I was listening to this podcast the other day, and he said that someone asked him the questions, what mistakes didn't you make? that you feel saved you from failure. So people may not think about this often, but there are some pretty common mistakes that entrepreneurs make that blow their businesses up. So I thought about this and I was like, okay, like what would mine be? And here's what I think that I didn't do or that I don't do that has really helped me from blowing up my business and um, not doing these things has helped me to just steadily grow, just to stay in my own lane, to keep doing what I needed to be doing instead of taking these actions and and making some some mistakes that a lot of entrepreneurs make. All right, lay it on me. Lay it on me. All right, so I came up with um, four. I think there's four. Let me look. There's three. You do four. have four. I got four. Okay, so I got four. And four. they're good ones too, so listen up. <laughs> All right. So the first thing that came to my mind, um, and it's interesting because – Literally every boss I had before I became a boss did this thing, but I don't. And that is that I didn't and I don't chase money. And wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> you just moved into this big ass house on the lake that is just endless. So when you say you don't chase money... What do you mean? Okay, so I like money, obviously. I, I love money. I was just about to say, everybody chases money in one way or another. What well, are you talking about? No, no. There, there is definitely a difference. You can like money. You can pursue financial freedom without chasing money. And what I mean by that is I like having nice things. I like living comfortably. I like being able to provide a full life for my family with vacations and cool experiences. But I will not, I will not compromise my morals, my integrity, or the law 
to chase a paycheck. I also won't compromise my time. So there are like literally every day I'm approached about business opportunities. Like, you know, just last night, a girl messaged me like, can I send you this video? And I always try to be nice and be like, yeah, sure. Always open to new opportunities. And she's like, you don't know until you know, right? What you could be walking into. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I always keep my mind and my options open. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Send me, you know, send me the video. I'll take a watch. I'll take a look. But what I know is a yes to one thing is a no to something else. So could I sell activewear very easily? Yes, absolutely. But I am a person who doesn't like to do things half measure. So if I say, yes, I'm going to join you in this endeavor and I'm going to sell fitness wear, guess what? I'm going to need to take my time, my energy, and things away from my family to go do that. So could I make more money? Yes. Will I compromise my time for that money? No. And when I talk about chasing money in real estate, it happens very often that realtors realize like I can make a whole bunch of money in this way if I work in this gray area. Mm. And although it may not be I'm committing blatant fraud, it may be I'm choosing to look the other way or do something a little bit off book to make an extra dollar. And I won't do that. Like I won't put making an extra $5,000 ahead of taking care of a family that needs it. I do not get greedy and I do not chase money and I will not compromise for money. And I think that's a good thing to bring up, especially with real estate, because we saw an influx of people coming into the industry um, because they thought it was easy money. They were going to make a ton of money. And you can. You certainly can. And I, too, have worked with and um, dealt with agents who are what we call money chasers, which is fine. Like Trisha said, like everybody likes money. Everybody needs money. Um, but I feel like too, those are the agents who are dropping out, right? Because they don't have a heart of service. So they, in their eyes, they're failing because they're not making, you know, a hundred, two hundred thousand $200,000. Well, it's because they're taking crappy care of their clients because they're treating them like a paycheck instead of treating them like a person. Yeah. And I, like I said, all the bosses I had before I became a boss, um, they did this. Instead of saying, and, and what I do is I say, how can I impact people and make the world better. So I can coach and train my agents, right? So that they can go out and take good care of others instead of saying, well, I can just get 5,000 agents and hang licenses and hope that it just works out, right? Like, I can um, take really great care of five clients instead of taking really crappy care of 500 clients, right? Yeah. So are there other brokers out there that make a lot more money than me or have grown faster than me? Absolutely, 100%. But what happens is they get super big, super fast, chasing paychecks, and then it it blows up because their agents are mad because they're not giving their agents any time. They're not taking care of them. They don't care about their agents. They're just looking for the next dollar and the next closing and the next sale. Their clients suffer because they don't care about their clients. They're just looking for the next dollar and the next sale. And they've got big so fast that they have not put in the infrastructure like we talked about in um, 
other episodes of having standard operating procedures and having checklists and having all of these things in place so that you can grow well and grow strong and have a good, stable base. So I will not just chase the almighty dollar. I will work very hard. I will see how I can impact people. I will see how I can grow. And I have been able to steadily grow every single year in the business, no matter what's going on, no matter what is, you know, who won the election, what's going on in the environment of the world, is it a pandemic or not? We have been able to steadily grow because instead of chasing paychecks, we say, how can we do this thing really great? That's really good advice. That's really good advice. Like we said, especially for the new agents coming in, like, or if you're thinking about getting into real estate, we've talked about this before too. It's important for you to interview your broker. So like ask them these things, like what's most important to you? Like if I go ask 10 of your agents, are they going to tell me, you know, that they've spoken to you in the last, you know, three or four weeks that they feel confident and they feel good about their training? Um, So that's really important. All right, lay the next one on me. Yes, Um, and that brings me to the next one, which is I don't compare myself to other brokers and brokerages. And you might say, well, Trish, you just did that. But here's what I mean. (laughs) Trent, when he was little one time, he came up to me and he goes, Mama, who is your enemy? And I'm like, what? And he's like, who's your enemy? Who do you want to take down in the real estate business? And I was like, oh, like, like competition. Who's yeah. my competition? And he's like, yeah, like, is it, is it that, that one guy on the billboards or is it that other guy? And he's like naming off all these like realtors he's heard in like radio commercials or seen on the billboards. And I'm like, no, I'm like, I don't have like a competitor or an evil rival. Like I, there's, there's always going to be people that need to buy a home. There's always going to be people that need to sell a home. There's always going to be agents that need a great brokerage to go work at. So in my opinion, there is more than enough business to go around. And I do not have the time or the bandwidth to care (laughs) about what this agent's doing or that broker's doing or this one's doing or that one's doing. Um, Because... you know, I, I have had agents come in to interview with me and they'll straight up ask me like, well, I interviewed at this brokerage, this brokerage, this brokerage, and now I'm here. Like, where do you think I should go? And I'm like, listen, here's the thing. At the end of the day, every real estate person out in the entire wide world has the same access to the same resources, to the same tools. We all use the same dialer. Everybody gets on Vulcan. Everybody right. gets on the Red X. Yeah. We all get the same expireds, Right. If you walk into the front door of our office and you like the vibe and you like the people and it feels like home, it's home. Right. That's where you want to be. Yeah. Right? I don't need to reinvent myself to be like, what's her face on Instagram, super mega agent that likes to show her boobs off. I ain't doing that. (laughs) Like, it's not happening. Like, I am me. This is the culture that we created. I love it. My people love it. I I think you'll love it too. If you don't, you'll move on. And that's cool. And I think that that definitely stands out and that does speak volumes because, I mean, when um, I run into other agents out in the world and we do that, oh, because, like, we're all trying to recruit each other, right? And, like, you know, um, it – it, it does get hard not to play that competition card, to, to play that comparison game, rather, um, especially when you're a new agent and you're just like, you're just like, how how can I get to this place? How can I get to this place? Like, literally, you just have to grind it out. Yeah, and I think that the one thing 
that really made me think about this is there was a guy that I had worked with at a brokerage a long time ago. And when that brokerage closed, we all went our separate directions. And I would always see him on Instagram. And I thought he was a total jerk. But on Instagram, it looked like he was super successful. And I was always like, how is he so successful? Like, he was such a jerk. Like, he only cared. Like, he used to be the guy that, like, would park his Escalade in the handicapped parking spot. And I'm like, what are your just you're a jerk he was a money chaser and I was just like so shocked that so many like he was being so successful and not that I thought like I wanted bad for him I was just really surprised and then one time one of his agents came and was like uh no he has like two agents and they have like one listing and it's his own company that he's selling and I was like really I thought he was so successful and I forget myself that like people are only going to post the highlight reel and people can post whatever they want to post. So of course he's not going to post I'm broke and failing. He's going to post I'm awesome and successful. But in reality, he wasn't. So anytime that I would have taken comparing my growth to his would have been a waste of time because I was comparing my my actual self to his Instagram reel, which was fake news. Yeah. Right. So don't compare yourself because a lot of times you're comparing yourself to something that's not even real. So that brings me to point three. And I kind of already commented on that. And it's um, I don't make changes just because everyone else is doing it. I do not do short term thinking. And it's like, you know, it never fails to happen. I've been in this business almost 20 years. And so different brands have came out, right? It's like, oh, everybody has to have the balloon on their card. That's where everybody needs to be. And then everybody needs to be at this brokerage. And then right now it's everybody needs to be at this brand and you're not good unless you're at this brand. And it never fails that people like even my own agents will come and be like, well, why aren't we moving to this brand? Why aren't we doing this? Why aren't we doing this? And I'm like, Listen, like, again, I I always take the time to learn about it, research it, do my homework for it. But every single time, it hasn't been a culture fit for us. Like, I have built a very specific culture that is built around empowering my agents and education and service. And a lot of times, that's not what those brands are about. It's yeah. about just being a cog in the wheel or a part of the machine. And I'm not willing, and I've said this so many times, so many times, because like with our brokerage, I don't charge fees. And 10 times out of 10, if you're going to a franchise or, you know, a brokerage like an EXP, a KW, a Remax, something like that, you're going to have a franchise fee. You're going to have a monthly fee. You're going to have a tech fee. You're going to have some sort of reoccurring fee. Yeah. I have recruited from day one saying I am a brokerage that does not charge fees to my agents. So it would feel inside morally wrong to then be like, Hey guys, this is not a democracy. This is <laughs> my dictatorship and now you all have to pay fees even though I told you when I brought you in, we don't do that here. Yeah. So, I don't I don't I just refuse to make changes just because, you know, it's like when your mom said if everybody jumps off the bridge, would you do it too? I won't do it because that short-term thinking, like I made that mistake once early on in my career and I I dumped my whole office upside down to go do what everybody else was doing because it was the next hot thing and it was going to be so great. And I was miserable and it was terrible. And I told myself never, never again, because I didn't do any homework. I didn't do anything. I just 
trusted somebody that I trusted that this was going to be a good idea. And I was just at a different place in my life and I did it without thinking long term or thinking big term. It was a quick a quick fix, a quick, this is what everybody's doing, a quick, like, this is going to make life so great. And the thing is, is at the end of the day, like, nothing changes if nothing changes. And if you just jump because everybody else is doing it, when that goes to crap, it goes to crap, you know, like <laughs> you have no control over it. You did it just because everybody else is doing it, you know? So, um, yeah. So I just, I really practice that long-term change, that long-term thinking. And now that's not to say that I won't pivot and make adjustments in my business if those need to be made. Um, but I'm, I'm not dumping the whole business upside down to become something just because everybody else is wearing those Nikes. So I need to wear the Nikes too. I mean, that's another, another really, another really strong point that I think a lot of people, I've seen a lot of what I call brokerage hoppers mm -hmm. doing that. Um, you know, they come, they come to Elite Realty and they're like, hey, I'm miserable. Like, I'm not getting this. I'm not getting that. And then they come in and I had one person who ended up leaving and going back to the brokerage that she came to to us from that she stated she hated. So after we gave her all of the training and she went through Stars Academy and she knew she could do it on her own, she went back there, but only because they had ISAs setting the appointments for them, which for some people might work really well. And, you know, maybe that's something we do down the road. But again, you know, I pointed out, I'm like, yeah, but now you're giving away more of your money mm -hmm. because yeah. nothing's for free. Right. And, and it's that short, that short term thinking. I'm going to sacrifice being able to be a six figure earner to get a hundred dollar paycheck right now. Yeah. Right. Like the grass is not greener on the other side. The grass is greener where you water it. Oh, I like that. Or where you bury a dead body. I'm just saying. You know. Where you put in the work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where you're working. Okay. Where whether, you're working. You're, whether you're digging a grave or not. Right. Right. <laughs> this took a dark turn. But the point is, is you need to do the work and make the changes. Just jumping and changing your business card isn't going to change anything. Right. Right. Okay. All right. So this is a good spot to pause. We're going to hear from stars really quick. And then we'll be back for Trisha's very last what I don't do. And then I'll run down my list and we'll see who you resonate most with. Do you know more than 80% of real estate agents fail and quit in their first year of business? MyStarsAcademy.com has set out to solve this problem by providing a convenient, expert-based training and coaching program for both agents and brokers. The Agent Accelerator program teaches agents everything they need to know to level up their business, have a constant flow of free leads, convert those leads into clients, and take those clients to the closing table and keep them coming back for more as repeat business. Our industry experts have years of proven success in the business and are here to share that gold through one-on-one -on -one coaching. This will help you achieve more structure and work-life balance. We will map you a plan you can follow, which will guide you through the steps to scale and grow in both your business and personal life. Don't be a statistic. Visit MyStarsAcademy.com and enroll today so you can get the success you deserve. All right, here we are. Here you are. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us. Um, if you are just joining us, just to catch up on what you missed, um, Trisha is running down the things that she don't do 
that stuff she do not do that has made her successful. So we spend a lot of times talking about the doo-doos. <laughs> Get that? You like what I, I got it. it. We talk about the doo-doos, um, all the success, all of the goal crushing, all of the things. And we very rarely talk about the things that we don't talk about, which is the stuff we don't do. So Trisha's going to give us the last on her list of the things that she does not do. And then I'll run down a few for myself and we'll see where you stand. Yeah. Yeah. So just to cap recapture very very quickly we get i don't chase money i ain't chasing that dollar but i do like dollars and i do like we collect money. the dollars we just don't chase them right right i don't compare myself to other brokers brokerages and i don't make changes just because everyone else is doing it and last but definitely not least this is actually the most important one um is i don't work myself to burnout and people would be like I mean when do you sleep when do you do this when do you do that and it's like okay listen I do I work hard I will grind super hard like when we were moving there was two three days in a row where I only slept four hours I only slept five hours um that's like a regular Tuesday for me by the way right but (laughs) not for me because I'm very 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 intentional about not working myself to burnout. So I make sure that I get literally eight hours of sleep every night. That is the regular for me, no matter what's going on in my life, unless it's something like a move or when Dave was in the ICU for a stroke. Other than like those two things, those are the only two things I can think of that have happened in the last two years where I didn't regularly get seven to eight hours of sleep every night. I make sleep a priority for me. I make eating well a priority for me. Now, that is not to say, like I said, yesterday I went to baby shower. I had some cake. Right. I I didn't believe her, by the way, you guys, when she's like, I had some cake. I'm like, I'm going to need some references to verify that information. It fit in my macros. Oh, there you go. (laughs) I also had a salad, though. Um, So even when I'm on vacation, yeah, or I'm stressed out, like I always make sure that I am feeding my body well for my brain to function well. Um, And I get movement. Even when we were moving houses and I was already lifting stuff and I was already working, I made sure... Um, you know, day two of us moving in here, I went for a two mile run. It was 20 some minutes, not a big deal, just a light jog, just to get out, get some fresh air, get some perspective, let my body just, just be for a minute, shake it all out. And like, also at the same time, like, feel proud of myself for continuing to pour into myself because you cannot pour from an empty cup. And I know a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners who have stories of working themselves to to burnout. Like my last boss at the brokerage I worked at before I I reopened my own brokerage, he told me like I would be in the conference room and I'm talking to a client. I just straight pass out because I forgot to eat for two days or, you know, I fell asleep driving and I crashed my car or I had to, I will tell you when I first, First, first got in the business, I did not practice these things because I wasn't in the health and wellness space. And I had worked myself to where I had to call Andy and I was like, I can't get in my car. I need you to come over and drive me to work. And he's like, if you can't drive yourself to work, you probably shouldn't be going to work. <laughs> and he picked me up and he took me to the hospital and I had pneumonia, bronchitis, and had worked myself to exhaustion and the people are in the hospital were like you you could have killed yourself like pneumonia people die from that and I wanted him to take me to work you know so it's like I learned such a valuable lesson because no joke Kylie 
two weeks later, a, a guy that I went to high school with, and he was like a great basketball player. Like we thought he was going to go pro. He was amazing. He got a college scholarship, everything. He died from pneumonia two weeks after I got out of the hospital Stop for pneumonia. It. And that hit me so, so hard that I want to build something great, but I can't sacrifice myself because I, at that point I had a little baby. I, Trent was a little guy, you know, and I'm like, I can't let this baby grow up without a mama because I'm trying to build some business that may or may not work. At that time, I had no idea. It was like year two in the business of right. my own. Right. Um, and so I, you can't work yourself to burnout. You can grind, but you got to keep the first things first and keep priorities your priorities and your number one priority, number one priority, women especially, listen up, your number one priority is to take care of yourself. Just like on the plane, you put on your own oxygen mask first and so many women, especially women of minorities, were, were taught and were brought up to serve yourself last, eat last, take care of others first, take care of your kids, take care of your husband, take care of your business and those things are great but if you don't take care of yourself you won't be able to do those things right preach sister because um I and and I want to point out really quick there is a difference between grinding and burnout yes um yes. I've taken on some consulting jobs I've had my hands really full I'm super proud because this is the first time I've actually like I've been doing real estate um but this is the first time like I've been able to really pour into my consulting business which is I mean, like, I love real estate, love being an entrepreneur, but like, I really geek out over this administrative crap. I love it so much. But it has taken up more time. Like we said before, like every time you say yes to something, you say no to something else. And so I had to readjust my priorities and say, okay, I, I have to fit these hours in in order to make my deadlines, in order to reach our financial goals, which is important for my family right now. So it's like, Am I going to, uh, so I know that I have to fit this work in and there's only so many hours of the day. So there have been times where I've said, okay, instead of getting up at five in the morning and working out, I'm going to sleep till six and just allow my body that time to, uh, you know, to rejuvenate. And then instead of like going super hard, like I'll get some yoga in later with the girls or like I'll go for a walk. Like it's there. It's just not as intense. And I feel like people really need to understand like, because we do have the drive, especially here in America, like we are working class people, like we like to work, like true entrepreneurs. And that's the other thing, too, is I, I feel like um, like you got to that spot that you were just telling us about, not just because you're like, I got to pay the bills, I got to pay you the bills. But it's like, I love this, like I'm into it. Mm -hmm. And there have been times where like my husband has had to say, OK, honey, I'm going to take this phone. I'm going to put up way up high. I'm going to turn the ringer off because you need a break. And he knows that between serving my family and 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 taking care of myself and like wanting to succeed in business, like I could very easily come to this place of burnout and then we're sick, we're unhappy, we're screaming at our kids. So it's okay to grind for sure. Grind it out. Take the time, pour, but don't burn yourself out. Like there is a difference. Yeah. And I like that comment about you saying Ryan takes your phone away because that's like this weekend um, we had all of our family over for like pre-holiday holiday. And um, Trent got kind of mad at me because he was on his way home from his game. And I have started a practice of when my family comes over, I, I left my phone upstairs in my room. Like I don't even have it downstairs. There's nothing that's going to happen. Exactly. Nothing. No, no time 
title company is going to all of a sudden on a Saturday at four o'clock be like, you must close this deal in the next three minutes, no, right? Not happening. Yeah. So I I didn't have any photos from this weekend. I had to steal them from my sister's Facebook page. Um, and I was totally okay with that because I was 100% fully engaged with my family. And I will tell you, even putting my phone away and spending that time engaged with them still didn't feel like enough time because it's like I see them on such few occasions. So it's like, yes, after I ran two races, finished this, finished this, I got to go down and spend, you know, three hours with them. And by the end of the night, I'm the first one falling asleep on the couch. But those three hours, I was 100% fully engaged. I wasn't looking at my phone. I wasn't responding to text messages. I wasn't answering Trent's call. Um, I wasn't doing any of those things. But when I woke up the next morning. All those things were still there and it yeah. was totally fine. And I will remember those conversations I had. And when I was leaving my mom on Sunday after the baby shower, I was like, it was so nice to get to see you two days in a row. Even yeah. though it was only three three hours each day, it is such a rare occasion. I see my mom two days in a row because I live an hour, over an hour away from her and she works full time and I work full time and now she has grandkids and I have kids. And so it's like something as small as I got to sit next to you at a baby shower and talk to you and you got to come to my house and have a meal met everything and it didn't even feel like enough but I was so happy that I spent that time engaged like at first I noticed at the baby shower I had my phone on the table and I always think about this when you are with somebody else and your phone is on the table that is an unconscious cue to say hey at any point in time I might decide that something's more important than talking to you and I'm gonna pick up this phone so I took the phone and shoved it in a box because I don't want to put that out I don't want it to be a subconscious cue you. I don't even want it to literally be on the table. I yeah. want the people I'm with to know like I am engaged here and I'm excited about this time with you. I love that. I love that. And um, it's not always easy, but a lot of times it's necessary. Mm -hmm. And now I've gotten to the place where I'm like, here, Ryan, have my phone. Like, And I mean, there have been times where I've missed phone calls and I've there have been some clients who have been like, hey, I called you yesterday three times and you're just now getting back to me. And it's like, it's like, hey, Sharon, I, I thank you. I'm sorry that, I, you know, I wasn't able to pick up your call right away. I was at a family function. I was not able to be on top of my phone. But I, here I am calling you like like less than 12 hours later. So yeah. what can we do? So like we said, nothing is going to happen that's not able to be facilitated later. All right. I'll run down my quick list um, before we wrap it up. So um. I had to really sit and think about this because when you came up with this topic, I was like, I can think of a bunch of stuff I do, but like I really had to internalize and think about some things that, you know, maybe I'm not doing that are successful because usually when I'm not doing something, I'm getting yelled at and it's putting me behind. <laughs> <laughs> but um, number one, I don't stress out about trying to have it all. Like I was just talking about, um, I've come to understand that there are seasons in life. You taught me this and you made it okay for me to, because I remember when I first started coaching with you, I'm like, I'm trying to do this, I'm trying to do this, and then the kids, and blah, 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 blah. And you're like, okay, well, like in real estate, this is the example I will take to my grave. In real estate, I have a season where I'm working 10 and 14 hour days between showings and paperwork and taking care of myself and all of this stuff. And then there are seasons where my family's going on vacation for a week and we're spending more time together because we don't have that, you know, that 
business grind going on. Um, so I don't stress out about not having it all or not being able to pour into all of the buckets that I want to pour into. Um, it used to stress me out and I was trying to fill every single bucket 100% of the time and it was just stressful. And I've come to accept that even though that might be possible, you could definitely do it, but you're going to be burned out. You're going to be – your quality of output of production is going to go down the hill. And um, so that's one thing I don't do. I also – this is one thing my mother taught me, which I absolutely love. Shout out to Mama Higgins. Um, I don't hold other people to the same expectations. Now, there's a difference between expectations and standards, I feel like. I don't hold other people to the same expectations that I have of myself. And – um. I'm not saying that I don't have expectations of other people. Mm -hmm. You know, I do my very best to make sure that everybody does know what I expect of them. Um, but this has helped me tremendously in like all of my relationships, personal and professional. And, you know, by nature, we are a lot harder on ourselves than we are, you know, than other people are even. We're, we're our worst critics, right? So anytime I'm doing something, I'm criticizing myself and I'm holding myself to a different expectational level than I would like if you did it or if my kid did it or if my husband did it. And that's really where it comes in is like the example, the whole reason this came up is my mom told me, you know, like, like when I'm home with the kids, like honestly, like. Ryan's like gone hunting. He's gone for a week. So I'm flying solo wearing all of the hats. And my husband does a tremendous amount of work with our with our house, with our kids so that I can focus on our business and things like that. And um, I love the dynamic of our relationship. I absolutely love it. It works so amazing for us. But when I'm home with the kids, I am a, I hold myself to the expectation of, okay, we're keeping the kids alive today. Mm -hmm. We're not going to burn the house down. In addition, we're going to clean the kitchen, get the laundry done, get everybody bathed, like all of these other things. When my husband is home with the kids, he's home with the kids. He's playing with them. He's feeding them. He's engaging with them. He's watching shows and snuggling with them. He's wrestling with them. He's taking them for walks and being outside. So when I come home and, you know, dinner is usually made, but like this isn't done or that isn't, I don't stress out about that because my expectation for him was be home with the kids, be present, be a good dad, not, you know, be the slave and be the maid and like do all of those things that I hold for myself. So I hope that resonated with someone. I hope that there's a man or a woman or somebody out there who is just like all stressed out about someone else's performance. Like, just let it go. Okay. That's a really good one because I remember when I had this aha moment that I do that a lot. <laughs> you, that's a doo-doo. I do. I, I I will get frustrated because I'm like, what are you doing all day or this or that or this or that? And I realize like I can't expect, you know – Trent, who's 18, to just go, oh, this garbage is full. I better take it out. Like, like the, this happened the other day, actually. <laughs> like, I had a conversation with Trent and Angelina, and I'm like, I expect <laughs> you guys to, if you see the dishwasher full, like, turn it on and run it. If you see the trash full, like, take it out. And then, like, two days later, I go, oh, this trash is, like, really full. And then I move on. And then a few minutes later, I was like, you know, Trent, I really I said that out loud and my hope was that you would be like oh let me take this out and he goes why didn't you just ask me to take the trash out and I'm like well I wanted you to just like hear me and do it and he's like 
just ask me to take the trash out. And I thought about that movie with Jennifer <laughs> Aniston and Vince Vaughn. And it, he, she's like, I want baby to want to do the dishes. And he's like, nobody wants to do the dishes. <laughs> and I was like, it's so true. Just because I see a full trash and I automatically take it out doesn't mean that everybody's brain works the same as mine, right? Right. And you have to understand that like different people work different ways. And I know this is getting long, but another great example of this is me and Dave were serving at Forgotten Food Harvest, Forgotten Harvest Food Bank in Detroit. And our job was to open this box of biscuits, put stickers on the bags of biscuits, and then put them back in the box. So the way I'm doing it is trying to be as fast as possible to get as much as possible done because that's how I'm wired is to be super, how much can we get done? How much can we need to get done? So I'm sitting here like slamming stickers on, like putting things in the bag. And Dave's like, I like to flip all the bags over so that the smooth side is up and put the label on it. And I was like, this is this is why our move has went the way it has <laughs> because like I just want to get everything done and be super efficient but you want to make it look really nice and do a really good job. And, and both, both are, are great. Things. Yes. 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 Both are good things. Yes. And that is why you guys are an amazing couple. Yeah. And that is why Ryan and I are an amazing couple. And that is why you should never marry someone who has the same brain as you. Because <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll be super efficient, but everything's a mess. <laughs> yeah. You got stickers left and right in your hair. Boxes are all undone, but you got it all done, but did it really get done? Yeah, but you are you. And they are not you. And accept it. And that's okay. And accept it. That's okay. It's actually great, right? It because is great. you get the best of both worlds. Absolutely. All right. So last one for me. I thought this was super important. Um, don't, I don't dwell on failure. I don't do it. When I have to take an L, I just take it on the chin and move on. There's really no point. I mean, you have to digest it. You have to review it. And you have to say, what can I learn from this? Mm -hmm. Okay. And that might take a minute. But like, you don't need to tell your grandma, your sister, your mama, your brother. You don't need to tell everybody about this thing that happened yep. um, that you're dwelling on. Because it's taking, like, when you... And this is a Trisha thing, I'm sure, somewhere in your psychology class, you've learned this. Like when you dwell on these things, it's super mm -hmm. negative, and now your mind's full of negative crap, and you're not able to look forward, blah, 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 blah. Don't dwell on your losses. Learn your lesson, apply it, and move on. Yeah, because are you learning once? Are you losing once or losing 10 times every time you retell that story? You're putting your body through that same loss over right. and over and over every time you tell the and story. And you're mentally setting yourself up like, okay, when this situation happens, it's automatically an L. When this yep. situation happens, it's automatically an L. You know, like with, with that listing with the crazy guy mm -hmm. that I had, which we're not talking about because we're not dwelling on the past. So That's right. you're going to have to go find that episode somewhere else. I <laughs> love, love, love all of that for you. These were great. I love it. All right. Well, I think we went through a lot of great things. Um, a lot of stuff you could do well not doing. <laughs> Did you see her brain try to flip that around and put like, that together? Uh... For those of you that can't see, Trisha just like had a stroke right yeah. here. <laughs> Sm smoke came out of the ears. All right, guys. Well, if you like the episode, if it made you think, made you laugh, gave you an aha moment, share it with a friend. Please share, like, subscribe, do all the things um, so that we know you like us and we keep bringing you this goodness every single Thursday. We got a new episode. And if you haven't heard the old ones, go back and listen, guys. There's so many 
good nuggets. And what I have found is everybody likes a different episode. Yes. Find the one you love. (laughs) All right. We'll see you next Thursday. Bye. We thank you so much for joining us today on the Elite Live with Trish and Kylie. Be sure to share the episode with a friend so we can continue bringing you more great tips on grit, grace, and real estate. You can also connect with us on Instagram, Facebook. We hope the ideas we share continue to help you build an empire and leave a legacy.